Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited to be with you. As I always am, we have another amazing entrepreneur with us today. Her name is Olga, and she's calling in today from Peoria, Arizona, <laughs> if I could get that one out. And she is a realtor. <laughs> Olga, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very great. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on the podcast and share your wisdom as an entrepreneur with myself and the audience. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're going to have some great conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. So you're in real estate. Let's just jump into it. It's a really interesting time right now in real estate because of some changes in market conditions. Tell us a little bit about what's going on out there. Yes, definitely. So we see a dramatic change from last year, I would say from May of last year. So basically 12 months, we went from a very crazy head market, bidding wars, selling overnight uh, properties to complete slowdown since July of last year. And this is completely out of our control because it's really to the government and the government increasing interest rates. For a lot of newer agents that haven't been in business for a long time, that's a shock and a big adjustment that we're struggling with now at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It is a big change. And I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. So you've been doing real estate for a while now. How did you get into the business? Basically, to get flexibility. So I before that, I worked for JP Morgan, a big investment company, which I had the nine to five job, a lot of time restraint, and I had a small family, young family. So basically, that was the reason I still wanted to keep working. I like sales. I like the competitive environment, but I needed something where I can work on the weekends, nights, and just set up my own schedule, not thinking that sometimes it's not the best way. Being self-employed, it has its obstacles and a lot of rewards, but also a lot of side disadvantages that we don't think about when we get into business. Yeah, it's real easy to get caught up in the romance of it all and the being your boss and setting your schedule. And then you realize that a lot of it is still work. A lot of it is still a job. And especially in the beginning, if you're not there every day showing up for it, nothing happens. Exactly. So me working for corporate America taught me a lot of discipline and how to keep myself motivated, how to schedule my days. Uh, but basically, I just implemented all that into my daily tasks. So that thing was very similar. The only other thing is I had no one looking over me to make sure that things get done. But everything else was very similar. That's an interesting point. I know a lot of people who start businesses who don't have that background. And so they don't come with that foreknowledge and that piece. This is helpful for you to have had that. I'm wondering what was a difficulty in making the transition from the corporate world to working for yourself that you weren't really prepared? for so basically not having that support group or team of people that you're working towards as one goal together being accountable for things you basically wake up in the morning. i never joined a team so the difference is sometimes when you're a newer agent you can join a team where you have that structure 
they teach you what to do. I went solo day one. I don't know if it was good or bad at long term. It was amazing. But the first six months, it was a lot of struggle when I wasn't sure whether I did the right thing or not. So just to give an idea, for six months, five days a week, I would do open houses before I got my first sale. So for five, five months, five days a week, I would go and sit those empty houses thinking about my life. What have I done, basically? But after that, uh, just gaining the client base, getting in front of people that are looking for houses, that got me 20 transactions after the six months of just consistency and hard work and just not giving up. But it wasn't easy. I had some moments where it was very interesting. Yeah, for sure. I know so many entrepreneurs go through that when they start their business. And you have usually a long period of time where you don't have much revenue or any revenue. And you're wondering, is anything going to happen? Will I ever get my first sale? Am I doing the right thing? And then, as you said, if you'll find that if you put in the work consistently and practice that eventually the opportunities will come to you and then you'll be ready for them. And then you'll go from not doing any sales to, like you said, doing a whole bunch. Exactly. So what helped me a lot was just doing research before I changed my careers. Statistically, it takes up to two years before your business takes off. That's on average. So I was prepared for those two years. But waking up every morning for six months and just having that idea can be really depressing. You just don't know when it's going to hit it. And it may take 24 months. You just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned that you got into real estate partly because of the flexibility, but what drew you to the field of real estate to begin with? Was it just the, the ability to work your own hours or did you already like real estate as an investment? Yes, I truly believe in real estate and building your wealth using buying and selling homes. I grew up with that idea. My dad was always involved with real estate, buying, selling land. I'm from Poland originally. So real estate was a big part of it. It was hard to make money having a regular job. You can only make bigger money, if you will, by those investments in real estate. So then when I got to the United States, it took me a little bit to learn the culture, the market, how things work here. But I knew, I always knew I want to be involved in real estate. So flexibility is one thing, but it's also the potential of making money and how you can change your status and how you can go from zero to a substantial amount of money and wealth. I came to United States with $100 in my pocket as a, for a student exchange program. And today I'm not the richest person you're going to meet, but that one has a good ROI throughout. I bought my first property in five years of being in the United States. And then three years later, I sold it making $70,000. That's something that I would have not made or saved, should say, just by having a regular job. So having that equity, selling, buying, investing more in real estate, I truly, I've always believed in that. And I grew up around that as well. Yeah, you're definitely very lucky to have that example to follow upon. And just an absolutely amazing story, what you've been able to do. So I definitely love that. Tell everybody a little bit about your first investment property. Where was it and what was it like? And maybe what was something you weren't prepared for that happened with it? So I did not have a bad experience. I've never had the experience with real estate. My very first property, I bought it for 120000 in 2011. And about five years at this point, barely just graduated from college. And I saved up, we saved up $10,000 for a down which is a lot of money. I'm making $12.50. So it's a big chunk that I'm going to be paying. And having that debt on your shoulders, that's also a little bit scary. But it was a Schultzer property. 2011, the market crashed, especially in Phoenix. Lots of empty properties. Banks are falling. Everyone's going bankrupt. And here I am working in the banking industry, buying my first home. People say, oh, it was 2011. Of course, you bought it cheap. But people forget how 
risky that was as well. So I'm buying my first home, making $12.50. Looking back, it was a great adventure. I've learned so much. I would do it all over again. We sold it three years later, made seven, as I say, $70,000 on it, bought another property and just used that equity towards the next one. Uh, in 2011, we were paying at that $1,000 for rental. And when I got my home, it was $750, $750 a month, including taxes, insurance, and all the expenses associated. So I was actually saving money by buying my own home. Nice. Now tell us about your most profitable investment property. Probably the next home we bought in 2014 for $270. Now it's probably worth like 550. Of course, it depends. I would say middle price point, I would say, or the lower point would be the most profitable because I feel like they grow quicker and they're the safest investments. So they both were pretty profitable. Um, I think if you get to the luxury market and you go into those custom homes, you're dealing with the different obstacles because you make your home, I call them cookie cutters, which is development looking the same, nothing special, nothing fancy. They can make you the most money. But when you start building customs, luxury, where you cater to your taste and preferences, that's when you may be taking a little bit more risk. That makes a lot of sense. Can you tell us what your strategy is when you invest? Are you buying and then re renovating and refinancing? Are you using 1031 exchanges? What is your process like? So at this point, I was just using them for my prime residency. So I stay two years in those homes and just take advantage of just selling and going to the next one. But there's different vehicles that you can use depending on how much capital you've got and what other investments or properties you want to include. But my thing was just primary residencies that I would live in and sell, gain equity and go to the next one. Makes sense. Okay, now tell us what your plan is for the next year or so in your business. I know it's a challenging time for you right now. So how are you looking to respond to the market factors? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I had a big plans that kind of was put on hold, but definitely saving money to buy rentals. Even though the market's not the best now, it's going to be good for us to buy. If you're looking into buying, you can get adjusted to the new situation, the interest rate, you can afford your monthly payment. My goal is to buy land. I'm in my late 30s now, so I, I'm planning for retirement. I need to have more investment properties to create passive income on a monthly basis. Being real estate, I don't really have a 401k. You don't have a pension unless you set it up separate. But the obstacle of being a realtor is you make pretty good money and it goes as quickly sometimes as you can make because we have to put the taxes aside. We need to pay later. So the problem is when you make big chunks of money, sometimes you spend it quicker than you made it. So at this point of my life, being in my late 30s, I am planning for retirement and getting more rentals and creating that monthly income. I love it. How many rentals are you thinking you need for retirement? At least five, minimum five, I think. And of course, depends on the price point, depends on the location. But for my situation, to keep up the lifestyle, I would need five minimum. Which, yeah, that's it's challenging, but at the same time, uh, it's doable. It's yeah, very doable. Def definitely doable and a great goal. So now I want to talk about the lifestyle you're going to have when you get there and ask you a little bit about financial freedom. So let's assume you are to the place where... You have all the passive income coming in you need to fund the lifestyle that you desire and you don't have to show up for work in your business unless you really want to. What are you going to do with your time? 
I think I always going to work. So I always want to be involved in real estate, whether it's teaching classes or mentoring younger people, uh, maybe having a team where I don't maybe drive around with clients, but just overseeing the process. So having a team underneath. I love to travel. We've always traveled and like adventures. So that would be goal number two. But I feel like I will continue working for quite some time just to keep my mind occupied and just not to get old overnight. But financial freedom for me is, again, having comfortable life, uh, having time for my children, being able to go to events, graduation parties, all the good stuff, and plus traveling maybe twice, three times a year. That would be ideal. Okay. Now, I, I don't want you to answer interest rates to the following question. So we have to take that answer off the table. Okay. and. If there's one thing right now that's stopping you from making more money inside of your business, what is it? Personally, consistency and being, but that's, again, my personal issue is, again, sticking to the plan. That's the biggest challenge. As far as something out of my control, other than interest rates, that's a hard one. I feel like that's what kind of changed the game for me the most. I don't really know it would be outside of my control. Other than that, I can tell okay. you what I can improve on personally, but not outside of my scope. Fair enough. That's a, an appropriate and nuanced answer. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, let's see. If you could wave a magic wand and you could have anything you want inside your business in the next six months, what would you ask for? I would ask for having two people on my team. So building my team. Or I could have a buyer's agent and a showing agent to help out with, to free some of my time. So just building my team. Yeah. It's so important to have that apparatus behind you, the structure to support you so that you can begin to work your way towards financial freedom. Exactly. Okay. Now, if you have one big business financial goal, what is it? So I would like to save up money for the next investment property that would be that and i need to improve on my marketing so i'm working on uh, getting a new website marketing strategy uh, graphics so that's part of it and also again money for down payment for the next property all right now i want to ask you if you have any advice for the other entrepreneurs out there consistency you have to be consistent and have a plan for the next day the night before having all set up daily maybe weekly plans for the day for the week for the month it's so important so you can stay focused being self-employed not having the boss looking over you it's sometimes an obstacle so staying motivated and persistent consistent stubborn and just always remembering why you're doing this is a big part of it and not everyone can be self-employed so just showing those that you can do it is in my opinion, an achievement already that you are special. You made that step. You're brave enough to go and be self-employed. We just have to be consistent on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Now, for people who want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go to do that? So probably the best way would be my social media. Again, I'm working on a, on a nice website now, but my Instagram, which is selling desert with one S, not dessert, which is my ma name, Olga Boyki, Realtor. That's my business one. I'm a little bit active on TikTok, but it's just too much. You have to be funny and very entertaining on TikTok. But probably social media would be the easiest way to find me, my email, my cell phone. These are the basic ways to get in touch with me. If you have any questions, feedback, concerns, we can talk. I'm very updated on what's happening in the market on, I would say, monthly, weekly basis. Excellent. Thank you for that. For any entrepreneurs out there who are looking to add to their portfolio and are considering the Phoenix, Arizona area, why is it a great place to invest right now? 
Oh my goodness, so many reasons to be in Arizona right now. So basically for me personally, I'm very down to numbers person, business. We have so much business coming in. Unemployment rate is significantly low. Huge investment opportunity in areas there are actually regaining a lot of international plants and factories, Intel. TSMC, which is the Taiwanese semiconductor, building the biggest international investment plant 10 minutes from my house that's going to bring close to 5,000 jobs. We grew 100 residents in two years because of great colleges, because of great uh, business opportunities. It's basically, to me, that it's down to money and employment. Weather's amazing. I would say most people love the weather. Not everyone likes the 110 degrees in the summertime, but the rest of there is amazing. So I would say weather, business, college, schools, a lot of good things happening in Phoenix right now. Awesome. And if you don't want to deal with it being 115, you can always get a pool like everybody else. Exactly. And stay in the shade and you're going to be fine. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Okay, it's been an absolute blast having you on the podcast. Thanks again for taking some time out of your day and sharing yourself and your business with me in the audience. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And to everybody listening out there, if you had an absolute blast too, and you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, I'm not sure why, because I've asked you like a hundred times at this point. And if you want to come on the podcast and you're an amazing entrepreneur like our guest, Olga, we would absolutely love to talk to you. For that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And we would love to chat. And please give us one of those five-star reviews. It helps us out a ton to get the word out to more entrepreneurs. We will see you next time. Olga, thanks again. Thank you. Bye. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. 
Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.